tough to hear that song and not think of Dora the Explorer with the ugly old troll that lives under the bridge. But that's that's a whole other genre, I guess. Ben Chin is in, Lewiston mayoral candidate. So I think it's the first time I've actually used the word mayoral in a sentence while talking. Good morning, Ben. How are you? Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. You know, it probably helps if I turn your microphone on. So um, welcome in. Thanks for joining us after this uh, post-July 4th weekend. Good weekend. Yeah, it was it was really awesome. Got to catch up with some family who came in from out of town and uh, yeah, and really enjoy the weather. And you kept all your fingers, which was good. I right? did. Uh, my fingers, my head, everything. All right. That's that's good. That's nice. There was actually a uh, there's a guy from the Giants that like lost a finger or something like I don't know. People need to be careful with, with stuff. So, Ben, what um, what made you decide that uh, you wanted to run? Well, um, I, uh, I I graduated from Bates College about eight years ago, and um, at the time I was planning on going to seminary. Um, and for me, that was all about figuring out how to um, figure out how to love God and love your neighbor. And as uh, as as that progressed, I got more and more involved in the community. Uh, working on the love your neighbor part, so with Maine People's Alliance, working on healthcare and housing and immigrant rights and raising the minimum wage and issues like that, and I got to realize that a lot of really good things were happening in Lewiston, uh, but we still have a long way to go. And chief among that are corporate slumlords that take advantage of folks and give our city a bad reputation. So I'm running because I think it's time uh, in Lewiston to raise our standards across the board. I think that it's a shame that about 40% of downtown is underdeveloped. I think there's no way to create good paying jobs for enough people if we don't work on that. And I think that's as much on the small business side as it is on residential housing. So I think um, if we want to figure out a way that Lewiston can be a community that works for everybody, um, now's the time to get some new energy and new ideas in there to make it happen. What... um the, the, it puts in, and I know the president started off as a community organizer, and look where he is now. I see a lot of your stuff as a community organizer. For those that might not know, what is a community organizer? What are you organizing? That's right. So um, community organizing, very simply, is figuring out how to get regular people together to work across their differences to make sure that the things that government and uh, businesses decide on that really impacts their lives, that they've got a say in it. So um, the theory behind it is that um, there are, our differences are much less about party and left and right and uh, much more about, uh, yeah, that, that to, to, in order to get things done, it's, it's much less about left and right and more about actually finding ways for the vast majority of people to come together to work on stuff because um, it's, really, it's really not um, left and right and party that is what is blocking us from, from doing it. Um, it's actually just finding ways to get down and figure out how to understand these issues that affect us and uh, work together. So that's all it is, is just working with everyday people to get involved in, in public process. Talk with Ben Chin. He's a mayoral candidate. Coming up, we're going to talk about how he got to where he is today, and uh, it's got a pretty interesting story. Of course, you can find more about Ben on his website. Look for benchinformayor.com. You're listening to The Breakfast Club, Z1055. It's 812, 73 degrees. The new Z1055. New music. New music. Z. The new Z1055. Sheesh. The Eagles, busy being fabulous. Z1055. It's 820 and 73 degrees. Hanging out with Ben Chin. He is running for mayor of Lewiston. For more information on him, 
you can visit benchinformayor.com. That's a pretty catchy uh, website title there, Ben. Thank you. Really, you. I thought of it myself. You did a great job with that. Yeah. That's very creative. That's, that's good. <laughs> tell uh, tell everyone a little bit about your story. Uh, you've, you've got a pretty good one. You you know the trials and travails of, of being in a, uh, of immigration and, and assimilating. That's right. So um, my grandfather uh, came over from China in the early 30s during the Great Depression. And he was nine years old. He had uh, no parents with him. They, could, they couldn't afford to actually go with him um, on the boat to come to the U.S. He didn't have any money. He didn't speak any English. And he ended up working as a busboy in a Chinatown restaurant in New York City. And um, as he was trying to move this big urn of hot tea water one day, um, it spilled and he ended up getting burns all over his back. So the next day in school, when he was trying to sit still in class, he, he couldn't because of uh, how uncomfortable he was made by the burns. So his teacher thought he was acting out and sent him to the principal's office. And when he was down there, um, you know, the principal's looking across the desk at him and um, is trying to make this decision on, you know, who is, who is this kid and is he just going to sort of get stuck in the cycle of poverty or not. And she actually took the opportunity to get to know him a little bit and uh, figured out he was a good kid. So she gradually took him under her wing and um, basically adopted him and raised raised my grandfather as her son. And as, as a result, he was able to go to college. He ended up serving in World War II. He ended up starting his own business. And so we always grew up... Um, you know, hearing my dad sort of pass down this story to us that the American dream is this two-part thing that on the one hand, you absolutely have to work your butt off. And, you know, my grandfather, my dad, and, you know, uh, my grandma and every, you know, everybody else in my family definitely modeled that for me. Uh, but the other piece of it is that pretty much no one gets where they are alone, that at some point in, in life, someone takes a risk on you and you get a lucky break. And um, you've got to be grateful for that. And at the same time, you know, looking forward, you've got to be willing to do that for other people. So that sort of formed my whole worldview in terms of how I, you know, how I, I see um, the ways that our community can take care of each other and what I'm hoping to do as mayor. So you wanted to, you were going to go become a pastor. That's and right. I, I know you said you, you, you were going to go to seminary and you decided to not. You decided to become a, a, a community organizer. How did you end up with the Maine People's Alliance? Well, there's this... Uh, Chapter in Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 25, where they're talking about uh, the sheeps and the goats, and it's it's the last days, and everybody's kind of getting rounded up, and uh, sheep on one side and, and goats on the other, and um, uh, God says to the sheep, um, you know, when I was sick, you comforted me, when I was in prison, you visited me, when I was hungry, you fed me, and uh, the sheep say, oh, we, we didn't see you. What, you know, when, when did we actually do that? And God says, well, what you did to the least of these, you did unto me. And it's, it's this idea that in taking care of our neighbor, we're actually um, serving God and, and taking care of God that way. So, um, as, so this whole involvement uh, with Maine People's Alliance was actually trying to figure out how do we take care of our neighbors? How do we make sure that people have roofs over their head and, and kids have food when they need to go to school and um, people have health care when they're sick. And that is as important as anything that uh, we do at church on Sunday. So um, as I really dove into that more, I felt like, you know, the institutional church didn't necessarily need another pastor. Um, but what our community did need were more people who could figure out how to 
work together across all of our differences to make sure that regular people had what they needed. That sound you heard was uh, everybody, the, the sirens were just for added sound effect there. No, yeah, got a fire truck edited towards, uh, towards downtown Auburn, it looks like. We're talking with Ben Chin. He is running for mayor of Lewiston. We will talk more with him coming up. For more information about Ben, go to benchinformayor.com. He came up with the name all himself. It's 824, 73 degrees, Z1055. This section of the Breakfast Club, by the way, brought to you by the Vac Shack. If house cleaning is on your mind, Vac Shack is the one-stop source for quality floor care products and services. Visit the showroom, 45 Pleasant Street in Lewiston. Call 783-2902 or follow the Vac Shack on Facebook. This is the Z. It's 825. Hey, Headline Sports, I'm Tammy Rose. The United States rise a first with Red Z1055. LA's only local radio station. It's 837 and 74 degrees. We are talking with Ben Chin. Ben Chin is running for mayor of Lewiston. For more information about that or about Ben, go to benchinformayor.com. So far so good, Ben. I haven't scared you off yet. I- <laughs> A lot of, a lot of people come in here, they, cut, they, they come in nervous, You're, you were fine, you were relaxed, so all was good. Expecting your first child in October? That's right, yeah, my, my wife Nicole and I are um, yeah, expecting a baby on October 30th, so um, we're, we, we're really excited about that. That's, uh, that's pretty, well, that, it's cool because if the baby's born early enough, you can actually go out trick-or-treating with the baby. And when they give the candy out for the baby, which obviously the baby candy, you can just take the candy. It's just it's pretty much directly for you. That's a little a, a, a tip I wanted to give you. I, okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I, I also get practice kissing babies. Yes, know, that's as, as that's the new politician. thing. That is yeah. that is the new thing. Kissing yeah. babies, shaking hands. Right. Antibacterial. You gotta buy some stock in that. I'm, I'm assuming. So. Yeah. What greatest challenges facing Lewiston right now? I, I know there are a few of them. Yeah, so a lot of really good things are, are starting to happen in Lewiston. I mean, a lot of businesses are coming back. Um, what's happening with the mill redevelopments, for example, I think is really cool. Um, at the same time, um, residential housing. So you know, downtown, a lot of the apartment buildings. This is uh, this this is I think our single major challenge, and it's it's both from an economic and a, and a moral perspective. So on uh, the moral side of things. You know, in our office, once a week this past winter, which was a very hard winter, we would hear stories about uh, people who were losing their heat, losing their hot water, um, sometimes for days at a time. And, you know, I, I know there's, there's a woman um, who I was just talking to last week who just about clockwork, every Thursday or Friday, she'd, she'd go without heat, coming back from working pretty physically demanding $10 an hour job. And what it was like for her to really just be demoralized around not being able to actually take a shower after a really long day and get cleaned up to go to work the next morning. Um, there's just no reason for any of that. So um, at, at the same time, uh, every time that a building uh, has its pipes freeze, where uh, the structure ends up getting destroyed is, you know, from water damage that ends up leading to a building getting condemned or abandoned and torn down, um, that is property that is taken out of our property tax base, oftentimes torn down at the taxpayer's expense. So that makes zero sense to me um, in terms of how we'd actually be able to move forward um, doing legit economic development where you still have you know, every other block in town uh, facing some kind of you know, abandoned building or foreclosed building or property that's like that. So we've really got to turn that around. We've, we've got to raise our standards there. And um, I, I think that if we were really able to get 
the business side coming back downtown the way that we're starting to, and then combine that with what's happening with housing, that is how we could really turn a corner as a city. Ben Chin is running for mayor of Lewiston. For more information about Ben, go to benchinformayor.com. Coming up, we'll talk about general assistance, asylum seekers, and more. You listen to The Breakfast Club on Z1055. It's 74 degrees on the Corner Center in Bradman. The Breakfast Club. The news continues now on the area's only... No, not you. Don't take your time. You need to get to work. I mean, if you're in by nine, like, you should be there by now, like, getting ready. Just don't speed, because I already saw a state trooper go flying by one way. They're still catching people, even though the holiday weekend's over. Ben Chin is in. Hey, that rhymes. He's uh, running for mayor. Go to benchinformayor.com for more information. He's running for mayor of Lewiston. Uh, let's talk about asylum seekers, general assistance uh, benefits. There was a big uh, thing last week, big meeting about that. I think it was like a three-hour council meeting, mm-hmm. and uh, new asylum seekers are not going to be getting general assistance. The ones that are currently on it will still be able to get it. Um, what's your take on this? So I uh, have a coworker from Burundi whose cousin was murdered about eight, uh, eight weeks ago uh, for nothing else besides having political beliefs that are different from the government that's in power. Uh, my wife and I, Nicola, were at a meeting, uh, uh, I think the weekend before last, with members of the Djibouti community in Lewiston. And we were talking to a guy named Omar who... Um, has two little kids, and at the time, uh, his his brother was uh, uh, was was just murdered, and he fled the country with his children because um, he was concerned for their safety. So I, I think if, if you're growing up in a country like that, you have a moral obligation to protect your family and get them to some place that is going to be safe. And uh, as a country that uh, was founded on people coming from all over the world looking for that kind of freedom and safety, I think we've got a moral obligation to welcome folks here. Um, unfortunately, because of our broken immigration system, when people arrive, uh, typically through tourist visas, through a completely legal process, it's actually illegal for them to work for the first six months while they're, while they're seeking asylum. So um, you're, uh, you're, you're fleeing your, your country because of bodily uh, danger. Um, it's illegal for you to work. You qualify for no other public assistance programs. You don't qualify for food stamps. You don't qualify for TANF. General assistance is the only lifeline that you have to make sure that you and your kids have a roof over your head. And um, I th- and so the average time asylum seekers in Lewiston uh, stay on the program is about 4.3 months, according to the seat administrator at Barrett. I think it's a great privilege for us to be able to extend people four months of benefit uh, to get their feet under themselves, um, to get back on track and... Um, be able to be a part of our country and be the next generation immigrants that'll make it great, just like the generations that came before. So you're not like promoting or, or saying they should just be on it for forever. You're, you you still have a time limit on this thing because, as you mentioned, you know, for six months they can't work. It's not like you're saying you can keep it for the rest of their life is, is really what it boils down to. I think the idea that people love being on general assistance uh, is, is just kind of crazy to me. I mean, it, it's, it's only, we're only talking about enough to barely pay rent. None of the money actually goes to individuals directly. It all actually goes to their landlord. So, um, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. I mean, uh, the difference when you're surviving torture and trauma between being homeless and not is really the difference between are you actually going to be able to like re-enter the workforce, reintegrate in society or not? And I think this is uh, this is one of the most important moral issues um, that we face. 
Um, at the city council meeting, one of the things that I talked about was a comparison to uh, Francis Perkins, who is a Mainer in D.C., who was uh, in charge of getting visas out around the Holocaust. No one looks back and wonders, oh, you know, how much money did we spend taking in victims of the Holocaust uh, in the 1930s? Everybody looks back and says that was a humanitarian crisis, and I can't even believe we would think for a second about not taking folks in. More people have died in the Congo than any other country in the world since World War II. This is the humanitarian crisis of our time. It's our moral responsibility to take care of folks. Ben Chin is running for mayor. Go to benchinformayor.com for more information. Ben, I'm sure we'll see you soon. Good luck with those signatures. Good Thanks, to, Hopefully everybody knows how to write their own name and you know they don't sign like, they don't leave uh, 867-5309 as a phone number. That's always helpful too. We'll have more with uh, The Breakfast Club coming up. See you 105.5. The Breakfast Club. This is your Sports Flash for Monday, July 